Hey there, welcome to the High Level Habit Builders Podcast with Caitlin and Lewis. As personal growth enthusiasts, we are obsessed with breaking down the habits that help you operate at high levels. Our goal is to inspire consistent action for mental health, daily mindset, physical fitness, spiritual well-being, and business practices. Long-term growth occurs after long-term dedication, discipline, and consistency. We'll keep the inspiration coming, but it's up to you to take the action. Let's dive right into our next lesson. Hey there, high-level habit builders. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to dive in and talk all about extreme ownership. We're going to dive deep into the pros and the cons and what it's going to do for your life when you really start taking extreme ownership in every area of your life. So, Lewis, let's dive in. What would you say is the number one pro to extreme ownership and also maybe start with what is extreme ownership before we dive into that? Yeah, for sure. So there's actually a handful of different things that comes with the benefit of extreme ownership of your life, right? And <clears throat> and it's not necessarily just one thing, right? So looking at it for face value for what it is, when you do start to encompass ownership over your life, um, and it, it does take time, it's not something that happens overnight. Um, you know, a few things come to mind before jumping into what extreme ownership is about. A few things that, that benefit from it is one, situational awareness about yourself, self-accountability, better relational health, and definitely self-awareness. So when it comes to all those that encompass and what comes from extreme ownership, it's there's a bunch of different ways of looking at it. But for me personally, it's more so about taking ownership of your life. And it's more so about worrying about controlling the things that you have control over and not worrying about the things that you don't have control over. Um, too often we want to have control over every area of our lives. And unfortunately that's not always the case. Um, when it comes down to it, you know, oftentimes we're put into situations that weren't our fault. We are dealing with circumstances or, you know, dealt a deck of cards or a hand of cards that wasn't our own doing. But at the end of the day, the only person that's going to get us out of that situation or circumstances ourselves. So when it comes to extreme ownership, it's about taking control of what you have control over, creating your own life, creating your own happiness. And at the end of the day, it comes down to your own self-accountability to having the responsibility of getting yourself out of that situation because you owe it to yourself to do so. And, you know, to put it bluntly, nobody's going to do that for you but yourself. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? When we are dealing with things on a day-to-day and we have a choice to react and respond and a lot of times we want to go to that defensive place of being like oh well I you know all of these excuses and I did this because of this and it can be it's like our default to self-protect our whatever it is our image or um, wanting to be understood but ultimately what hits people or like you said what helps your relational health is really just owning up to whatever it is you whatever it is you did 100 <laughs> percent, and it comes with accountability right mm-hmm. everybody always wants to point fingers everyone wants to put blame on others and and i was one of those people for a very long time um especially growing up uh, everything that i dealt with personally within my life back home in new jersey i you know i blame the world for my problems um, and I got to a point where probably around 17, 18 years old, I, I realized that no matter what was going on in my life, no matter what was happening to me, what was happening for me, 
Anyway, at the end of the day, if I wanted to be where I ultimately wanted to be, it was going to be on my own doing. And I couldn't put that on anybody else. And it is very hard to do. Um, you know, I often say I was forced to grow up at a younger age than most. And, and there are other people that were forced to grow up even younger than myself. And I think you can take a look at people that not only are successful, but people that have been through a lot of things in their lives that fully understand the, the onus of knowing that is their responsibility to get to where they want to be and not point fingers and not put blame on other people, regardless of their situation. We've all dealt with things that we don't want to go through, but at the end of the day, whoever put you in that situation to begin with, it's your purpose and your own responsibility to get yourself out of that. So one thing when it comes to, you know, blaming others and it's really more so about the perception of yourself and, you know, some people feeling entitled sometimes that's, you know, it's other people's responsibility to make their life better when at the end of the day, nobody's going to do that by yourself. Yes. I would say that I've had my own journey with understanding what it means to take ownership over my feelings, Mm -hmm. over my actions. I've been with my partner over 11 years and that has been something that I personally had to work on in our relationship is I always wanted to justify my behavior if I did something wrong. <laughs> and how did you guys work on that together to get through it as a, as a team? <clears throat> well, um, it started really, but it started from fighting, okay. I would say. It started from fighting because ultimately, like, if that's something that is a continuous problem of, of, you know, his feelings feeling unheard or feeling like I wasn't owning up to, like, my piece of whatever mm-hmm. was going on. After hearing that several times, you, you kind of think like, oh, maybe it is me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, kudos to you for the self-awareness component to understand that. Yeah. Right? That's one of those big things that comes from extreme ownership is the self-awareness that you have or that you grow and that you build to understand where you are at being right or wrong or where you are at in decision making and so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's definitely, like you said, it's something that doesn't happen overnight Mm -hmm. either if your default is to defend and self-preserve then it is hard to get into the practice of taking ownership when you you know are responsible for a piece in someone else's feelings you have to take ownership for how at least whether it was intended or not if you made someone feel bad you have to own up to it 100% even if you didn't mean to you still gotta own up to it and it's it's funny, right? We talk about, you know, you just mentioned your relationship and, you know, looking back at mine, um, you know, one thing that was said by my partner in the past was, this is my truth. And that was something that at times to me didn't necessarily feel true, but it took a little bit of understanding that it was her truth. And at the same time, it was her own self-awareness of noticing that and my lack of self-awareness understanding where that point of view was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to the extreme ownership component, you take responsibility for your lack of understanding of certain perspectives and points of view, and you really take time to sit back, digest, and kind of reprocess things a little bit better. So when it comes to the extreme ownership component, it leads to much better relational health. Um, again, self-awareness is key, and just your ability to have situational awareness on, over certain conversations. Where I'm at a point in my life now where if a conversation doesn't sound like it's going in a direction that's going to be beneficial for both sides or something where there's going to be an understanding or agreement, you pull back from the conversation because Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you need to sometimes let people feel like they're right even when they're wrong to save an argument. Um, Now, that doesn't mean to be passive-aggressive about it. That doesn't mean to avoid the problem if there is one. But when it comes to these conversations and having ownership over your own self-awareness, it's 
dialing it back to where that you don't overstep somebody's feelings or boundaries is what I've pulled out from it a lot. Right. And with that self-awareness, it's great to understand, you know, how you're behaving, but it's also important to try to put yourself in another person's shoes. Like I said, you have to take your peace, even though you may not understand it or your intentions were never mm-hmm. ill or intended to hurt someone. If what you did or what you said hurt someone, you have to kind of look outside of yourself too, to be able to see their point of view. Yep. 100%. And I've said this quote on one of our episodes before, um, with Jay Shetty, when it comes to the power of listening, whether it's a relationship, family, um, you know, work relationship, friendship, whatever the conversation is, if there is an argument being had, and people need to understand that it's the two of you versus the problem, not the two of you versus each other. And I think, especially with relationships, people become in battle because it's you're kind of battling like who's right, who's wrong, and, and you know, it's it's my word versus your word instead of hey, it's our word together versus the problem. Um, I've seen in a lot of relationships that happened with me in my last relationship, and I've seen a lot of friendships um, where people's perceptions of how the argument or conversation is going kind of hurts exactly the entire relationship as a whole because you're not really taking a step back to focus on the self-awareness of the accountability piece from extreme ownership of having the accountability to, one, being able to admit when you're wrong, two, being able to look at it from the other person's point of view and getting in their shoes, like you said. Right. So as... People who have started to understand the importance of extreme ownership and taking responsibility for our words and our actions. Now that it's become a practice, at least for me, I notice that I've almost have swung too far in the in the other direction. Where is I will self-criticize mm-hmm. for doing something wrong. Almost like trying to be a little bit too much of a perfectionist sometimes. Yeah, just, you know, that inner that inner self-talk can become mm-hmm. a little harsh if I feel like I've messed up. Like, I, I'm very quick now to take ownership of it, but then be very, like, self-deprecating like for why those things happened or what happened and... So Right. So give me an example of what that looks like and how you're able to notice that, right? Because oftentimes when we want to work on the good side of these kind of components like the self-awareness piece, right, mm-hmm. or the self-accountability piece, for me, right, always going back to fitness and health-related, sometimes I can overdo it and overwork, right, and not give myself the, the, the amount of rest that I need. Mm-hmm. And one thing to your point that I've been focusing on a lot is I know I need a little bit more sleep every single night. Where I was only sleeping five hours a night, now I'm up to like six. Uh, I can't do seven or eight at this point because if I make that jump, I know I'll be too groggy or tired the next day. I don't know if I'll ever get there. I'm very fine with six hours. I I run on mostly full tank all the time. Um, So that was my portion of feeling like I was overdoing it and catching myself. Um, What was yours and how how were you able to kind of assess the situation where you noticed that you were beating yourself up a little bit too much? I would say a more recent example that comes to mind would be with my kids of making a promise to do something to work on a a craft project or some sort of science kit that they had and saying, oh, we're going to make time for that later. And then getting swept up with work and chores and dinner and and not making the time to do that and having to deal with like their disappointment. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I can own up to it and be like, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, I should have made time or I shouldn't have made that commitment that we could do it tonight if we didn't have the time. 
But then later on in that evening, that like just inner talk of like, you're a terrible parent, like, you know, just you're not making enough time for your kids. Like they, this was something that was important to them and you didn't like, you didn't make it important to you. So that kind of negative self-talk kind of creeps in, especially when it's something, when you feel like you're disappointing someone you love so much. And I think it's important to point out that anybody that's watching knows that you're a wonderful mother and a wonderful wife too. (laughs) So when it comes to that, you can definitely sway a little bit too far to one extreme or the other. So when you caught yourself doing that, how were you able to kind of snap out of that and redirect moving forward? Redirection for me is is always uh, how how can I make it better? And so it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to make that commitment to them, I'm really going to make that commitment mm-hmm. to them. I'm going to set aside time in my schedule for us to work on that project that they want to work on together and make sure that I'm not going to be taking any phone calls or doing any work stuff like during that time I'm going to be fully dedicated and present to them during that time so it's always kind of coming up with a a solution to replace whatever it is I did wrong but ultimately having to kind of put a stop to well you can't beat yourself up about it the day is done and you need to just make time another time got to regroup and move forward yep so when it comes to going back to the positive side of the extreme ownership what has been the biggest benefit to you in your life, especially for your family? I would say for me, it has to do with self-accountability. I would say growing up, I, it was very easy for me to get away with procrastinating, to get away with just not really needing to do much. My mom was an amazing mom, and but she also like did way too much for all of us all the time. So... Being having someone who was very um, tentative to all of like your needs as a kid, I was able to like slack off on doing homework and I was never held accountable to that. So it hurt me later on in my life where my default mode was like, oh, I'm going to make excuses or I'm going to procrastinate. So for me, that extreme ownership piece and then working with my partner to understand like, hey, if I say I'm going to do something and I say I'm going to do something at this time, I need to follow through with it. So it was more so teaching myself accountability and that practice of it was probably the biggest benefit for my own personal development. That's huge. And I think you brought up a good point outside of, you know, all the pros and cons that come with extreme ownership of over your own life. I think the biggest takeaway is the accountability piece Mm -hmm. because that's not something that that you that is something that you can learn and growth over time. Right. It's not one of those you have it or you don't. Um, Now, there's plenty of people that make excuses but when it comes to the accountability portion, I think it reverts back to another episode where we talk about having an accountability partner. Yep. Um, and having a partner is super key and super huge for you to be able to do that. So um, as far as you know, any kind of tips and tricks or advice for, for people that want to work on extreme ownership over their lives, maybe somebody feels like they put the blame on other people too often. Maybe somebody feels way too entitled or maybe, maybe somebody out there feels like they don't know how to fully grasp the portion of extreme ownership where they want to really take control of their life to get to where they want to be. What would your advice be for that person? I would say first is to pick a specific area of your life to focus on, whether that's going to be I'm an, or a specific person. Mm-hmm. So if that's going to be your partner, if that's going to be a friend who you get into disagreements with, just pick an area of focus where you really want to make change and 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 dedicate 
in your mind or write it down, I am committed to being self-aware and taking ownership in this. Mm-hmm. That way, if you identify what it is you're working towards when you're with that person or you're working on a specific area in your business, you're going to be more accountable because you've written it down and you've made a commitment to yourself. And in the back of your mind, it's going to keep you a little bit more self-aware. Right. It's almost like writing down a goal, right? When you write down a goal, you have to, one, you have to have a vision for it. Then you have to have the goal. Then you have to have the plan. Then you have to have the steps you got to take and the execution. Mm -hmm. So I think it goes back to, again, something we talk about often on our show is starting small. Yep. So whether it's starting with one thing or starting with one week or one day and then one week and then one month and one one year, right? And next thing you know, you're two or three years into holding yourself accountable to being um, very repetitive and, and inundated with certain activities, whatever that looks like. So for you, Lewis, do you have any last minute tips or any book recommendations that you think would be helpful for our audience in yeah. this, yeah, on this topic? Uh, there's a wonderful book called Extreme Ownership uh, about Navy SEALs and, and how they train for you know, combat and stuff. And it's by Jocko Willink, one of my probably top five, top ten most motivational people that I look up to. Um, it's literally labeled Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And I think it's something to where it really hones in on the importance of being honest with yourself. And I think that's where it starts. Um, when it comes to being honest with yourself and having the self-awareness and vulnerability to be able to sit down and say... This is where I'm fucking up. This is what I need to focus on. And this is how I get my shit right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people have a problem with being honest with themselves. And that's where you need to start. Awesome. Well, I haven't read Extreme Ownership yet, so I'll definitely be ordering that. I'm excited to dive in. But I wanted to thank all of you for joining us today on another episode. And we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for today's lesson. Take what resonated with you, and most importantly, make sure you implement at least one small thing you learned today, because that is where the real growth happens. Be sure to check out the show notes to take advantage of the resources discussed, find access to the video format of today's topic, and be sure to subscribe to Level Up Weekly with each new episode.